It's Saturday morning. You're listening to High School Sports Saturday right here on 104.5 The Zone. Glad you're with us. Humid Saturday morning out there today, but I am excited. It's August the 14th. You know what that means. Week one is upon us, and I cannot wait. Something out there you think we need to know about, 615-737-1045. If you're on Twitter, give us a follow, at Tate Matthews. That way you'll know who the guests are going to be each and every Saturday morning ahead of time. The lineup, the news brought to you by the Diner Nashville. Then we're going to get to our guest, our old buddy Scott Simptonfelter of Elite QB Training is going to be joining us, talking quarterback play, talking quarterback training. We'll even talk some quarterbacks going into the first week of the season. And, man, do we have a lot of really good ones in the mid-state this year. Always do, but seems like even more this year. Uh, been fun to watch the talent just grow in the mid-state through the past decade. Then we're going to go to Coach Scott Blade, Independence Eagles head football coach. Big game next week. The Eagles host the Lions of Christ Presbyterian Academy. Going to be a great game over off Declaration Way. And in the Villain Zone, Tom Kreger of the Tennessean joins us for our weekly segment. And we will, uh, as always, have a lot to talk about with Tom. All right. The news brought to you by the Diner Nashville, as always, tell you headed downtown this weekend or during the week, get to the corner of 3rd and DeMumbrium, make the Diner Nashville your huddle point. Go to the diner.com, hit the self, self-walk tab. It'll take you on a tour, a visual tour of the diner. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. But when you walk in, you'll see the black and white checkerboard tile floor, the stunning pastry case to the right. You know you're in the right place. Old school diner feel on the first floor. Breakfast, they've got muffins, uh, lemon squares, all the treats like that. They've got the coffee, espresso, lattes, milkshakes. If you want something heavier, don't sleep on the California breakfast sandwich. Second floor, sports bar theme space. Double-sided wall of TVs hangs over the bar. Want to watch a game? It's on one of those TVs. Boom, boom, shrimp to go to on the second floor. Fourth and fifth, the stunning fine dining spaces. Want to be served by a waiter or a waitress? These are the floors for you. Sixth floor, the seafood floor, my favorite floor. Oysters are back. Sushi is back. Get up there and try out the Oysters Rockefeller, best anywhere downtown, best view anywhere downtown. So make the Diner Nashville your Hutter Point anytime this weekend or during the week. All right, the first work week of the season has begun. Week one is here. The last of the scrimmages have been played. The last of the jamborees were played last night. Next Saturday, we will be talking results of week one games here in the 2021 season. So excited about that. Four games Thursday night, Cookville versus Upperman at Tennessee Tech University. That's, they've been doing that for the last few years. Love that game. Love that they played at Tennessee Tech. Those young men get a chance to play on the turf. Very, very cool. Pearl Cone at Cane Ridge, if you're in Nashville, uh, that's the go-to. Pearl Cone at Cane Ridge. Uh, probably the the two favorites of, of the or the two best teams in the MNPS school system. Cane Ridge looked really good the other night against Hillsboro. Um, Pearl Cone, we all know about them. Barry and Brown, a lot of firepower on the field on that one. If you're wanting to go to a game in Nashville, a little bit outside Tullahoma at Shelbyville, that will be a great one. And then smaller school Richland at Cornersville. So you got four options on Thursday night. Smith County. At Gordonsville on Saturday, if you want to go to one on Saturday, you can go Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That'll be a great one, as you know, 
or high school football fans around the mid-state know uh, that rivalry is as intense as any out there. Friday night, huge games, a lot of great non-region games. As we mentioned, Christ Presbyterian goes to Independence. That's a game that did not get to happen last year. That was one of the rain games that did not happen. Going to be a great game. Saw the Lions last night in the Jamboree at uh, Macon County. Watch out for number 21, London Humphreys. First year out for football. He is going to be a heck of a player. A lot of great players are going to be in that game. Montgomery Bell Academy at Ravenwood. Uh, the two uh, the two stud junior quarterbacks, Marcel Reed, Chris Parsons. That's going to be a great one on Ravenwood's new turf field. Oakland at Hendersonville. Jordan James of the Patriots. Ellis Ellis of the Commandos. Very excited about that game. Brentwood at Blackman. First-year head coaches at the respective schools. Uh, Coach Finch at Brentwood. Coach Tigard at Blackman. It's going to be the first look of those two programs under their new head coaches. Excited about that one. Fairview at Page, the Battle of 840, always exciting. Uh, When those two get together, always start off the season with each other, going back and forth from their places down 840. Game day is back. WCS game day is back. Uh, WCS District Athletic Director Coach Darren joins bringing game bay back this year. I know he's been pumping up. The T-shirt cannon will be uh, on site. It's going to be a great venue. It's going to be a great night. Greater Atlanta Christian comes to Nashville to to play Lipscomb at their place. Year three under Coach Dilfer. What will the Mustangs look like? Gallatin at Mount Juliet. Gallatin goes up to 6A. Mount Juliet comes down to 5A. Those two have been rivals for a long, long time. Always a great game when they get back to get when they get together. Gallatin two years ago on fire. Last year a little step back. Uh, Coach Watson looks to get the Green Wave back where they were, and I think uh, they will. It's going to be a tough test though in Week One. Hillsboro at JP two. Coach Anthony Brown's first game as a head coach. Hillsboro looked really good against a really good Cane Ridge team in the Jamboree Thursday night. Thirty five points scored between the two of them. JP2, as we know, just keeps climbing the D2 AAA ladder uh, is one of the better teams in there. Siegel at Green Hill, year two for the Stars under Coach Renshaw. Uh, What will they look like? Year two of Green Hill as a school, as a program at all. That one will be exciting. Moore County at Cascade in the smaller school division. Uh, Big brother Caden White gone. Dawson White. It's his show. He's going to be getting the bulk of the carries now, uh, the bulk of the touches a super freshman last year. Can't wait to see how he does this his sophomore year. Watertown at Fayetteville, one of the 2A favorites in the Purple Tiger, travels to the 1A defending champs at Fayetteville. Uh, that one will be a very exciting one. Trousdale County at Friendship. Anytime those two get together, uh, it's going to be, you know, a good game uh, whenever they get together. Last night, saw the drove by the Creek Bank on the way to Macon County. The bleachers were up, at least the home side bleachers were up. The tobacco bowl, Shelbyville traveled to Trousdale County, got after them a little bit, but that's okay. That's what Trousdale do, does. They play tough competition getting ready for the regular season. Shelbyville going to score a lot of points this year as well. Smyrna at Stewart's Creek, the Battle of Smyrna in week one. No, They are no longer region opponents, but uh, a game that needs to happen. Nonetheless, glad that Coach Caudill and Coach Williams got that one together. I love this one. Farragut is coming to beach the Admirals. Coach Courtney going to play the Beach Buccaneers 
at their place over off Shackle Island Beach, heading up to 6A as well. And then Summit at Henry County, what used to be a 5A playoff guaranteed game, it seemed like every year. Summit, the defending 5A champions going up to 6A. Henry County is hosting them week one. It's going to be a great game, physical game. And uh, I think uh, a lot of people have Henry County as one of the favorites in 5A. Summit going up to 6A, joining the Williamson County region. That's going to be a great one. So there you go. You got plenty of choices to go to some great games. I know I left out a few, uh, but but get out there, check them out, man. After last year, we ought to be even more grateful than ever uh, that we get to get together and and watch these young people um, display their talents. It's going to be fun. Hey, another uh, last note, really excited about had Lucas Panzeek on last week and and, uh, really excited about the Announcement that Lucas and Panzika and Will Bowling will be taking over the 104.5 The Zone Game of the Week program on Friday nights. It's, it's For those of you that missed it, they're going to do it like they always did. Six to seven will be the pregame show. Then they will have their game of the week, and then they'll have the postgame show going all the way to 11-2. Uh, they'll be breaking down scores and uh, having coaches on postgame call in, so it's going to be very fun. I know a lot of people were very concerned about that. No need to be concerned. It's back. Hey, they are going to do a great job. Both young guys, enthusiastic. You can tell um, they've got a passion for high school football in the state of Tennessee, and I'm, I'm really, really excited that they're going to be doing it. They had their uh, 2021 high school football media day Thursday night. It was really cool. Did a great job. Very excited about them. And they announced their game of the week for week one, Montgomery Bell Academy at Ravenwood. Again, that will be the 104.5 The Zone game of the week. It'll be aired right here on 104.5 The Zone. Uh, Lucas and Will doing it. They'll do it, uh, the pregame show, live from Ravenwood. And then I believe Lucas is going to leave in the second half, come back and start the show. So they're going to do a great, great job with that. Uh, make sure you support that. They're, um, those guys are going to go a long way in the radio business. That's the news brought to you by the Diner Nashville. We'll be right back with Scott Simptonfelter, Elite QB Training. Right here on High School Sports Saturday, 104.5 The Zone. Welcome back to High School Sports Saturday. Terminex wants to remind you, if you haven't already done it, football season right around the corner. Cookouts, get-togethers, you're going to have them over at your place. You do not want your guests being bothered by mosquitoes. You do not want your better half mad at you because your guests are being bothered by mosquitoes. What do you do? Call 877-TERMINEX and get that mosquito protection plan started today for only $39. About a dollar a day is all you got to do to take care of the mosquito problems and protect your house from it. That's a no-brainer. While they're there, go ahead and start the termite protection plan. Again, a dollar a day, about a dollar a day. Some termite jobs can cost up to eight to $10,000. Why would you do that when all you got to do is get the boys and girls from Terminex out there, if you can hear this show, you're in the service area of Robert Boyer in the Cool Springs office. Uh, I know them. I'm next to them. Attention to details are number one deal. I'll tell you every week. You can tell by the way they park the cars, the way they're going to treat your house. So 877 Terminex, not in my house. We got Coach Scott Simptonfelter of Elite QB Training on the line. Coach, what's up? Good morning, Tate. Thanks for having me. Hey, man, glad you're with us. It's, uh, hey, it's week one. It's uh, time to start talking real football for a while. And 
hey man, we got a lot of great quarterbacks in the in the mid state. It's always been fun to watch. And so uh, before we go into the season, we always love having you on um, at the beginning of the year talking quarterback play, quarterback training. Uh, before we talk about some of the young men in, in the mid state, let's, let's let's get up to date on QB training. What's the off season look like now? What should our, our quarterbacks be doing outside of the season before we get to week one? Yeah, it's a great question, uh, especially the high school guys. The high school guys all summer have been practicing with their team, so the you know the outside training stuff is probably limited to some mechanical technique stuff that might need to be tweaked here and there. But a majority of their throwing is done during the their practice time with their with their high school team, and, and it should be. Um, I think you know when you talk off season training, I think number one quarterbacks should try to play at least one more sport, right? I, I don't ever say they should just focus on playing quarterback. I think being a multi-sport athlete is something colleges look for. Um, but more importantly, just having having a coach outside of your, your high school coach to help train help train on the latest techniques and the mo- most modern things that are going on, uh, I think that's very important. And having somewhere to go um, to work on your craft. I mean, you can't – it's very hard to play high school quarterback anymore and, and just pick up a ball when practice starts in August or whenever that is, so. Hey, uh, you said you recommend them play another sport, and, and you think that helps get them recruited. What what is it that they're looking for in that? I, I think coaches just want to see kids that are that are that are athletic, that are competitive, right? They want to see them do other things other than the sport they're playing. There's there's so many studies out there benefits of playing different sports and and the, the way it helps your your body kind of adapt and be more athletic over time. I think it also reduces the number of, you know, overuse injuries, right? If you're throwing a football at 12 months a year and not taking any time off and, and doing it too often, you know, sometimes you use those same muscles over and over. So I think using different muscles, showing a competitive spirit, showing you can be part of a team. You know, a lot of quarterbacks are the stars of their teams, especially the ones that get recruited. They might not be the star of the basketball team or they might not be the fastest guy on the track or, or the best baseball player, but they're out there competing with their team. And I think college coaches like that. Yep, they want to see what kind of leader they are, but you know, and everybody talks about that. But I think that's a great point. You know, and they're they're also looking to see what kind of teammate you are. Hey, you're you're the star of the football team. Might not be the star of the basketball team. They hey, if you don't think they're paying attention to that, you're sadly mistaken. Absolutely, absolutely, Scott. If I I'm a young quarterback, or I have a son that's a young quarterback, and. Uh, one thing that drives me crazy is um, there's a lot of really good football being played, right? So not everybody's going to get signed to play quarterback at Ohio State or Alabama. Uh, There's been a lot of great quarterbacks. You're one of them that played at at some of the smaller schools and and went on to play in the NFL, right? So, but I got a young man that that, that wants to play college football and wants to play the quarterback position. What does it take to get recruited at that position? Yeah, I think, I mean, it starts with, with the physical athletic ability, right? I mean, it, you hate to say it, especially as a guy who wasn't that athletic coming out of high school, um, who had to really work his butt off in college and even after college to get where I got. Uh, I think the, the physicality of the position, the athleticism, um, being fast, being strong, you know, size is a, is, is a big important, but I think it's more about how fast and how strong you are, right? You look at Tyler Murray, you look at those smaller quarterbacks that are really athletic that get a shot. And I think it comes down to that athleticism. So, you know, as soon as your your body is ready, getting getting with a, a good strength trainer, um, getting with a good speed coach, and, and a lot of times that's the same guy, right, because putting force into the ground is, is basically about strength. Um, 
so that that's the first step right so how athletic are you how 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 good of an athlete how strong you know and how how, how do you take care of your body and then secondly just skill level right i mean can you throw the ball i mean are, are you technically sound you know can you function under pressure and, and that's where as you as you the higher level you get up to play at like the power five level like you got to have all of those things you know, a great example of that is the kid who's new to new to Middle Tennessee. His name's Chris Parson. He's at Ravenwood. I watched him the other night. This kid's got it all. He's fast. He's strong. Um, throws the ball in the run well. Throws the ball from the pocket well. Has has a cannon on his shoulder. Um, and that's the kind of, that's a power five. He's on Florida State for a reason, right? Um, yeah. And that's and that's the kind of kid that they're looking for. Now, sometimes the kid's a little taller. He's not as fast, but he's got a stronger arm. And he's a better passer. I mean, there's all, always there's always exceptions, but. I think the more you look at it, the more guys that you, you take a peek at around the around the Power Five conferences and even you know the great group of five, you see guys that are athletic, right? And that's and that's where you can you can help your child as much as you can with a good weight program early on and a good a good coaching and also working on that mechanical stuff that I talked about, you know, in terms of a quarterback coach. Who are uh, I don't want to call Chris a breakout because he's new to the area and I think everybody knows he's going to be really good, but. It's his first year as a starting quarterback, and he, and he is – he lived here, moved to Texas, came back. So, I don't really want to call him a breakout, but uh, he right. is a new starter. Uh, who are some other young men that, that, that you're excited about that, uh, that, that we might not know about, but, hey, we'll know about him after about week two, three? three. Yeah, there's a, there's a few guys, right? I mean, uh, Jack Reisner transferred from BA down to Blackman, um, and he is a six-foot-three – 200 pound kid he's got a very strong arm has a lot of upside um you know made the move down there i'm not sure what happened there but, but made the move to murfreesboro um and and he's going to probably be the guy at blackman in an offense where they're going to throw it all over the place and you know, they're going to try to do the kevin kelly and uh what's that school i don't forget the name of the school in arkansas but on fourth down. yeah pulaski academy that's right yeah he's so that that's that, i'm looking forward to seeing him play um, one one guy who's a sleeper who's who's been on a couple colleges radars that, that a lot of people don't know about because they didn't throw the ball as much last year was, was Brett Brown from BGA. Um, I'm hoping Coach Rodriguez will open up the offense a little bit for him, let him showcase what he's got. Uh, he's he's a six foot two, 190 pound kid who can really throw the ball. I'm hoping for a good senior year for him. And then you got guys who have have a lot of talent. You know, Colby Lambeth at Dixon. He's been you know had an offer when I think he was in eighth grade, um, but hasn't been able to get on the field yet. He'll have he'll have he'll have to get out there and show that why he's got those offers. Um, you got a Brent Woodhide, Davis White. He you know he had a little bit of playing time last year. See if he can come out and 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 be the full time starter. You know it's a big it's a big difference from coming off the bench and playing and having success. That's a good that's a good sign that you're going to play well. But then also to to be the starter to have to play every single play and have to lead your team. And that's that's something that I'm looking forward to seeing from some of those guys. Love it. Hey. Uh... That's 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 a great point. I think he's going to do really really well. It's going to look a little bit different, but uh, going to be really well. I, I, I tell you another guy I, I, I'm excited about. I get to see a lot. We all know what the sheriff Cade Law can do, right? Um, uh, yep. Thomas Vaccaro. Uh, you know he, he's he's getting to play a lot right now as as Cade heals up, and uh, it's a little bit different look. But um, he's a guy who can really smart and can put the ball around. Uh, you know, don't know what's going to happen the first part of the season, but uh, he's definitely going to get some play time. He's fun to watch. Yeah, I have not seen Thomas play much at all, actually, so I don't, I don't know him very well. Um, he was in my in the seven on seven league, so I saw him a little bit. But yeah, I'm excited to see what he's got, what he, what he can do on the field as well. Hey, um, 
you were talking about um, when you start to start the team, right? You know what I'm saying? It's one thing to come off the bench, but now you're the man, right? Um, coached a lot of quarterbacks in the mid-state through the, through the years, seen a lot of them come through your place at elite quarterback training. Um, what's the number one thing you're looking for as a quarterback, a leader as a quarterback? Great question. I'll tell you, the, the thing I think is most undervalued and under-recruited is the, is the player's ability to process and, and run the offense, right? Um, I'll give you an example. You know, uh, you look at three quarterbacks that I worked with over, you know, that are really good high school players, and, and, and I can kind of go back to your recruiting question a little bit, but when, when I'm looking at a kid, I want to know, can the kid process information? And, that, and that's not only what am I teaching him, but can he process the, what the coverage is doing? Can he function when the, when the defense is doing something he's not used to? Does his brain slow down or does his brain stay at the same speed? And, and does his body stay with him, right? A lot of guys, when the, when the defense starts moving, their brain starts thinking, all right, what am, I, what am I looking at? And the rest of their body slows down. And that's one of the things we focus on when we train. We try to train at game speed. Obviously, we're not playing a game, but... I force the kids to be in uncomfortable situations so that their body doesn't stop when their brain starts working harder than it than it's used to working, right? So we do a lot of processing drills and a lot of things that make your brain, you know, stress out to to, to some extent. Um, but that's one of the things that I I look for, you know, and and look at go back to the quarterbacks I coached at, at BGA. My son Drew Martin, you know, Clay Beathard, they all could process information, and they all had great success on the field. Um, you look at a guy like Brian Garcia, right? Brian was a really good athlete, but Brian also knew where to go with the ball. Um, and that's, and those are the things you look for. Like, do they have that, fa that factor between their head, between their ears, sorry, um, where they can actually function on the field? And a lot of guys are really physical, strong kids are great athletes, but when they get to college, they get moved because they don't have that skill. And that's one of the things I think, you know, in the mid-state I'd love to see more of is more of a focus on that part of playing quarterback. You know, more high school coaches putting more on their quarterbacks in practice, developing the passing game in practice. I, I know the run game's important. Never never will I say it's not. But it's also very important that when you play a team that's just as physical as you, you've got to be able to throw the ball. And if you don't practice throwing the ball, you, you'll, you're not going to be good at it. And that's, and that's a lot of excuses high school coaches use that I, that I talk to. Well, we're not as efficient. Well, you don't practice it enough. And that's where it takes, it takes a really good practice plan. And, that's, and, and again, I go back to when, when my kids were in, in youth football. We would go out to practice. They're 9, 10 years old. We're throwing the ball, you know, for over half the practice. And the parents looking at me like, hey, we completed six passes in the first 30 minutes. And I said, I know. We'll get better. And we did. And we got better. And, and you know, and we, and we had a, a, great, a great time with it. So I think that's one of the things, Tate. Just can you process information and are you willing to put yourself in uncomfortable situations in practice so that you can function in a game? And a lot of guys are, are willing to do that. And, and some aren't. Some, some struggle with that. Yeah, I can remember a long time ago hearing Coach Cutcliffe say that you got to coach them from you got to coach quarterbacks two ways. You got to coach them from the neck down and from the neck up. Hey, let me ask you this: yeah. I, I I got a young quarterback and I'm listening to this and saying, I like what I'm hearing, man. This this guy this guy knows what he's talking about. I, I'd like to get my son with him at Elite QB Training. Um, how can they find you? How can I go about doing that? Yeah, I mean. I you can shoot me an email. I have a website, EliteFootballSkills.com. Um, you can shoot me an email at Scott at EliteFootballSkills.com. Um, all my information is on the website. 
you know, elitefootballskills.com. Uh, I don't, I don't put a bunch of the training schedules up there because it changes, uh, you know, with, with the times and days, but most of the time we're working out on Sundays. I've got different locations that I'm using, uh, in the fall. But once, once we get to November, December, when football season ends, we'll start doing some arm care stuff on Saturdays and Sundays. And then when January hits, we'll get pretty busy. But yeah, reach out via email. Um, happy to ha- always do a, a free evaluation. Come to the first workout free. Make sure you like me. Make sure you like my staff and like what we're doing and see some of the other kids that I work with um, before you commit to kind of being a part of the program. I love it, man. There's been some great ones go through. Hey, uh, you mentioned, speaking of great ones that went through, your, your son, Nick, great quarterback from VGA. Uh, how's he playing college football now? How's Nick doing? He's doing well. Thank you. He's, he's, uh, he's battling for the, for the job up at Bucknell. They got a senior that's going to probably start the season as the starter and then Right now, Nick's two on the depth chart. He's battling with another kid in his class, um, but they'll, you know, they play multiple quarterbacks up there. And you know, once they, especially now that they're they they've got a new season starting and and, and not a you know not really an incumbent starter. Um, so he's doing well, doing well in school and, and enjoying it. So you know, he's getting he's getting to play Division One football, and that's all that uh, that was kind of his goal coming out when he was a five year old little boy and said, "Dad, I want to play college football." So um, we're excited for him. Very cool. Tell him good luck. Tell him we're proud of him, brother. Thank you, Ted. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, man, as always. That was uh, Scott Simptonfelter, elite QB training. Love talking to him about quarterback play, man. Uh, You know, uh, it's over our head, but he puts it in a way that we can all understand it. Love hearing that. If you do have a young quarterback and and you want to get some outside training, uh, that's the place to go. You can go to elitefootballskills.com. Uh, lots of success stories in the Mid-State. Scott does a great job. Got a passion for young people. All right, before we go to break, Sportsman's Grill. If you're in Nashville, you know the Huddle Point. If you're south of Nashville, the Huddle Point is the Sportsman's Grill right in the heart of Cool Springs. Get off Moore's Lane, look for the log cabin with the Christmas lights, and you know you're in the right place. $6 happy hour specials every day from 2 to 6. Nachos, cheese beans, queso, potato skins. But then they've got the best dinner menu anywhere in Mid-State. Hey, let's talk about melts. They got the barbecue melt. They got the tuna melt. They got the chicken salad melt. Get a side of red beans and rice and fries with it. Never disappoints. The White Tiger has personally endorsed the Sportsman's Grill. We'll be right back with Coach Scott Blade, Independence Eagle football right here on High School Sports Saturday, 104.5 The Zone. Welcome back to High School Sports Saturday. Walker Chevrolet, Chevy Central, been in business since 1926, right here in Franklin the whole time, serving the mid-state area, the whole state. Best inventory of new and used Chevrolets anywhere in the state. Award-winning service department, but most importantly, they are the official sponsor of the WCS Sports Conference, the Wilco's Game Day. And with that, we've got Coach Scott Blade, Independence Eagle Football on the line. Coach Blade, good morning. Good morning, Pete. Appreciate you joining us, brother. Uh, it's here, man. Week one is on uh, on tap, and the scrimmages are over. The jamborees are over after last year, what everybody went through and what a great job everybody did. It's it's back to normal or as normal as we can get. And, uh, you know, been doing it a while, man, but you still got a passion for it. What's it feel like we are on the first work week of the 2021 season? Yeah, it feels great to be back to uh, kind of, like you said, somewhat normal routine. 
and uh, getting the kids in a routine and uh, back to school and all that good stuff. Uh, obviously, the weather was uh, fun this past week to uh, try and navigate through that, but um, we'd rather at least have the opportunity to navigate through it. So, yeah, we're real happy to be here and excited about the upcoming season. How do you all handle that? I mean, you know, the game of football, its uh, you have to adapt, right? It doesn't always go the way that you planned it to. Uh, is, is that kind of how you handle the, the, the heat and the practice changes and the things like that? I mean, hey, guys, there's going to be times when it doesn't go our way. we got to adapt and overcome. And uh, the practicing at 6 in the morning because of the heat index is just one of the things we're going to have to do. Yeah, we um, well, we didn't go six in the morning, uh, but uh, we're kind of used to uh, moving from uh, out of the state years ago, and there really wasn't a heat index, and we didn't have to deal with lightning in the area. Um, you kind of just make it part of your uh, your practice plans. Have to be real flexible. Uh, we, we're fortunate; we got a great uh, athletic staff here and um, administration that we're allowed to go in the gym uh, when we need to. Uh, we'll get some weight room time. We'll get film time. We kind of just use it whatever, you know, to our advantage. We try and create the advantage whatever way we can. So if we can't go out on the field, um, now we're going to go get a great lift. We're going to get great film session. We're going to get great work in the gyms. Um, if we only get out on the field for an hour or a half hour, whatever it is, um, we're going to make sure we're stretching our legs and uh, quarterbacks can throw our route tree and all that good stuff. So we use it as a way to, you know, for the kids, we've got to adapt, and sometimes it's a literally minute by minute, and uh, adapt and overcome. It's the same thing as football, same thing as life. You know, we can't control, can only do what we can, you know, control our controllables, you know what I mean? Uh, so those are things we try and how we try and approach it and how we try and build it into uh, our whole program. Coach, um, you just said it. If, if anytime you listen to you talk, at some point, if you're talking ball, you're going to hear throw our route tree when you hear Coach Blade talking. Uh, it's a big part of, of your practice. I think maybe I'm pretty sure you start every practice off it uh, with it. And, and, and the timing of your passing game is – I don't know that anybody does it quite like you all do through the years. But but for people like me that don't quite understand that, what, what do you mean throwing our route tree? Why is that so important to Independence Eagle football? Yeah, if you're going to throw – and you got to work on it. There's so many variables that can go. Actually, when you throw the ball, really, it's, uh, you know, 50-50. Um, so we're trying to tilt those. If we're at Vegas, we're trying to tilt the odds into our favor where it's muscle memory. Um, all of our routes match up with our protection up front, the footwork with the quarterbacks, um, the spacing on the field. So everything we do, it's not by chance. Um, it's just one of those things where, if you don't work on it, 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 it it's not going to look the same. But when it's right and when it's, uh, I mean, it, it looks sweet and you're able to really put some pressure on a defense, making them cover every inch of that field. Um, and I think that's, I think a lot of people don't, um, I, I, I don't know, I don't watch their practice, but um, I know for us, because throwing is such a big part of our offense and, and a big part of our identity, uh, you bet we're going to work on it every single day. Coach, I've been so excited to do this. We're finally talking games. Week one, you all are hosting CPA at your place, August the 20th. How'd that game come about? And, I mean, I, you know, you talk about the great games. There's so many great games in week one. I don't know that you can pick one 
but this is definitely one of the best ones. I can't wait. Uh, how'd you and Mark, you and Coach Martin, get together about playing this game? Yeah, Coach Engel and I had been been around. Uh, I've, I've known him, you know, since he got his start here. After he finished playing, uh, he used to help me out at Hillsborough with the FCA with our kids. Um, just a class act and a, you know, just a super coach and a, and a you know, tremendous human being. His, his kids do it right. The we know this. We got we're going to have uh, a heck of a challenge. Um, but. Uh, you know, like I said, I think you've been, you, after being around a while, you kind of just go, man, you want to be in these games. This is what people want to see. This is what I want to coach in, win or lose. Um, it tests you right out the gate. Um, it gives you something where there's a sense of urgency more times, um, even more so than the start of a, a year, just because it's, it's Friday Night Lights. It's the first game. It's against the defending state champions. Um, and when coaches won a, a couple, three over there, I'm not, I don't know, but it seems like he's in the championship game every year. Um, and they really, they, they complement the way we try and play and what we, you know, want to be like is discipline, hard nose, accountable football, uh, between the lines. And, uh, like I said, class program, uh, incredible coach and his staff. And, uh, we're, we're excited just to get, get on the field with him. Coach, I you know there's a lot of places where that are that are known for quarterback play. I think it's a, you know it's it's a great honor to be an Independence Eagle at any position. Uh, but really, since you've been there, to play quarterback at Independence is a big deal. So many great ones, uh, you know Jackson Campbell moving on after last year. Golly, what a what a what a season he had last year. Uh, let, let's talk about Joe Cummings taking over the reins. Uh, he's from what it looks like, he's had a really nice fall camp. Uh, talk about your quarterback and your offense going into week one. Yeah, we're excited. It's uh, Joe's, Joe's pretty pretty good. Um, he had an incredible offseason, incredible summer in our seven-on-sevens um, and really has continued throughout. We just scrimmaged twice. There's a reason for that, but we scrimmaged twice this year, um, and he really uh, did an excellent job there. He, he's, he's a senior uh, transferred to us from BGA uh, a couple of years ago. Had to sit out last year, and so he's chomping at the bit. He's calm. He's got that quarterback mentality. Uh, first of all, can deal with me <laughs> um, and knows me and knows how to handle uh, me. And we have a great relationship, um, but he is su- supremely confident in his arm, and he can make every throw we ask him to make. He's uh, got a great relationship with his teammates, his uh, uh, receivers, linemen. Uh, so he, he is. We're, we're expecting him um, to really be the catalyst of this whole offense. Uh, other you know, uh, River Katina. I was going to say at the receiver spots, we have River Katina. He's a three-year starter uh, for us, and uh, he's he's really had a great off season as well, and a great couple of scrimmages. Jack Rummel has really lit it up at the slot receiver. He's a kid that moved in, a senior. Uh, he's had an incredible uh, summer as well. Then we returned Trey Hartfield in the backfield. Uh, Trey Hartwell, he's uh, going to be a junior. He's a college prospect that's uh, really come into his own. Uh, of course, Ty Lockwood at the uh, uh, H position across of, across from Jack. He's a four-star tight end guy that's uh, really a multiple threat guy that we're, we're planning on using him. Um, and he's a, we're looking for huge things out of him. 
And then uh, it'll be uh, Danny Morales, Owen Fordich, Hudson Cobb playing that other spot. Some uh, Danny plays on defense too, so some of those are some of our other uh, top receivers that should be rotating in there. Offensive line, you know, uh, Austin Watson's a three-year starter there at center, and he runs the whole thing. Another senior is uh, Isaac Gonzalez, Mavin Cyrus, Camden Smith, and then we have one junior, Jake Woodward, going to round out that unit. Yep. Uh, experience. It's going to be um, – I, I, we talk about it a lot. Coach Blade's not uh, not a guy that's going to uh, – you know, he, you're not on the tweeter, are you? Uh, you're not, you're not going to beat your chest yeah. a whole lot. But those that know you, no. uh, you can tell you've got a confidence about this team. Yeah, I think, I mean, there's a lot of replacements, but they're replacing them with seniors and guys that have, um, I mean, Trey and Ty were sophomores, started as sophomores and were uh, amazing last year. So they're juniors. Well, they've got experience. Uh, Joe Cummings is a senior, was in the offense last year, you know, playing JV, but he's a senior. Uh, You know, River, uh, senior, Jack um, Rummel is a senior. Jack came from a program where, didn't necessarily run, uh, throw the ball as much as us, but you know he's a senior that's been running routes and knows how to get open and knows what to do with the ball when he's uh, when he's got it. So, yeah, we like the fact that we can play mostly those older guys. Uh, our schedule doesn't uh, allow for a ton of uh, young guy type of mistakes, <laughs> so uh, it's a good thing. Those guys, we have a good crew there. Well, if you look at the 2021 Independence Eagles schedule. I can't tell if you play in 6A football or if you play in Division Two. Your your non-region games are CPA, Lipscomb Academy, Pope John Paul II. Uh, yeah, man, along with your region games of Summit and Ravenwood and Brentwood and Franklin and Centennial. But like you said, yeah. uh, that's why you coach and that's why you play at a program at in, like Independence, man. We want to be in the big games and we want to be in the tight Right, games. you want to – I mean, that's just basically it. Uh, you know, I know it uh, makes my principal nervous, all this. Stuff. Well, we don't, you know, we don't have a chance. I mean, they, they, the way the TWS sets it up is coaches every two years get with coaches and try and uh, put together their non-conference games. So it's um, the coaches are making decisions. So it's not always um, the easiest thing to make a schedule. And I looked at Lipscomb's schedule. Heck, their schedule's you know, tough top to bottom and Ravenwood and these guys, you know, if you're successful, it's, you're not, you're not playing typically an up and comer, even though they might be in your same division or whatever. So we're happy that we have a competitive schedule that will challenge us. And uh, for the next three months, we'll take everything we got just to get out of it. And hopefully we keep getting better and, you know, and we'll see what happens at the end. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a great environment. The Indy Nation, I know, will be there early and loud. Nothing like a Wilco student section. Coach, uh, before we let you go, and I appreciate your time. I know you're busy this morning. Uh, okay, it's it's work week. CPA coming to town on Friday. What do you want to see out of the boys this week in practice as we, as we fine-tune this thing for week one? I mean, really, just uh, we've been fine-tuning things. We've been working on ourselves. Like I said, there's a reason we haven't scrimmaged four times, and uh, we're working on ourselves. We're working on us doing what what we can control, working on our conditioning, working on things, um, trying preparing them mentally for, you know, getting back into a routine where these stands are packed and 
things are real and um being thankful we get to play one more week but that's all we're doing is one week at a time and the proverbial one week at a time and hope we get put out our best come friday night hey brother i appreciate you joining us i'm excited it's going to be fun good luck friday night and we will definitely do this again come the season yes sir thanks tate thanks for having me and thanks for all you do buddy we'll talk to you later yes sir my man have a great weekend Coach Scott Blade of the Indy Eagles, the Blade Runner, he never disappoints. That's I'm telling you, if you know him, he, he thinks they're going to be pretty good. It's going to be fun to watch. That's going to be a great game. Gateway Tire of Franklin right in the heart of Cool Springs, 1021 West McEwen Drive, the proud home of the Yokohama Tires. Got three sets of them myself and uh, wouldn't have anything else on me or my wife or my son's car. Anything automotive but body work. They are the proud sponsor of the Gateway Tire Athletes of the Week. That will start up after next week. Now the competitions have started. Uh, big support of high school athletics, especially in Williamson County. Need something done? Drop it off. Go shopping. Garth and the boys will take care of you. They'll call you. You come back and take off. Gateway Tire Franklin. We'll be right back with Tom Kreger of the Tennessean, the Villain Zone, right here on High School Sports Saturday, 104.5. Welcome back to High School Sports Saturday. It's that time of the hour that we – Join our old buddy Tom Kreger of the Tennessean, always brought to you by Warner's Athletic. Warner's Athletic Construction, been serving Middle Tennessee since 1998. Athletic field construction and renovation. They install natural and synthetic athletic field surfaces ranging from the professional to the high school to the parks, recreation level. Hey, we've been telling you about the web school project they got going on, new turf field and, uh, and the track. I saw Coach Turnham uh, uh, last night and um, going to be ready on the 27th. Get out there and check it out. You will not be disappointed. Hey, we got Tom Kreger, the villain zone on the line with us. TK, it's week one. Let's get into it, buddy. What's going on, Tate? Big, big, big game to start the season, though. Don't you, don't you agree? Big, big game to start the season. But before we do that, we got to talk about – the Rockets versus the Rockets last night. Uh, you were man in the grill. The Rockets versus the Rockets. How often does that happen? How did your favorite Rockets look? Uh, the, for, well, from what I heard on the uh, PA, they sounded pretty good. Uh, the the Rockville Rockets looked pretty good, I guess. Uh, I was behind the, uh, the action on the grill, and uh, I actually had two grills going, so I really felt uh, in the zone. All right, let's talk about week one, man. Um, some pretty big games out there this week, would you say? I know one game that uh, you are probably going to be at, NBA at Ravenwood. This is, this is big on so many levels. Uh, I mean, there's so many great storylines about it. But I think we got to start with the quarterbacks, the junior quarterbacks, Chris Parsons of Ravenwood, Marcel Reed of uh, Montgomery Bell Academy. They're both guys that can throw. They're both guys that can run. So I think a lot of people think they're very similar, but they're really not, are they? No, I mean, um, and, and really their 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 systems kind of keep them that way. I, I mean, Marcel will be a lot of uh, in the pocket, but he can, he's just he's scary good though when he takes off running. But if you look at what they like to do, what Marty Hoover likes to do, he likes to be more keep him in the pocket. But when when a play breaks down. Watch out because he can take off running and make big plays there. And and Parsons kind of the same way. I, mean, I know C Coach uh, Will Hester at Ravenwood has told me multiple times, 
Chris Parson does not like to be called, thought of as a dual threat quarterback because I mean let's let's be honest when we say dual threat quarterback that we're really you know a lot of people think well you're just talking about like a quarterback that runs well he's got an arm I mean we saw some highlight reels uh, you know during the preseason of course and of course one uh, against Ensworth the other night when he just threw a, a great bomb perfect uh, spot for a for a for a big completion so uh, they both got big arms. But they both can run. I, I'm not, I, I think Chris doesn't want to think about the, the run part. He wants to be known as the, the, the passer where I think Marcel is okay with his taking off and running if, if, if he's allowed. Yeah, well, and you know what, you know what you're going to get with Montgomery Bell Academy. Uh, Coach Uvar mm-hmm. is going uh, to have multiple tight ends. He's going to shift them. They're going to come downhill, come at you. And then before you know it, Marcel's going to hit you with a play action. And if, he get, if they get behind you, you're in trouble. Now, the thing I'm really interested in, and especially a lot of these non-region games, but, uh, you know, Ravenwood, they they, they got to win their region, right, and, and get the best playoff seed that they can get. Montgomery Bell Academy and D2-3A, they got to make sure they get in. So, yeah, do we want to win this game? Heck, yeah, we do. But I'll be interested to see neither team is very interested in getting their star quarterback hurt running the ball in a non-region game, I would think. Yeah, I think you're right there, but I think also at some point the uh, um, the competitive juices start to flow. So you can tell when he says, "Hey, try not to run much this week. Let's just keep you kind of protected." But at, at one point, they're both competitors and they want to win games. And you can say, "Hey," and a coach can say, "Hey, we'll be conser- a little more conservative." But um, you know, if 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 it's a big play and, and either quarterback sees, "Hey, if I take off running here, I can make the first down and more." Um, and I don't see anyone open, I think they're just going to do it and say, sorry, coach, I had to go for it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you might not want them to take off, but when they do, no. you know what you can do about that, right? When when they see that green grass yeah. or green turf in front yeah. of them. Hey, yeah, uh, yeah I think that's going to, you know, that, that one will not disappoint. It's going to be a great one. I hope it's one that we can keep uh, on the schedule. I think it's a good one. We talked to Coach Blade, that, uh, you know, NDCPA, that's going to be a great one. Uh, so many, and I can't wait. Next week we'll be, we will actually be talking results, which will be so fun, right? Hey, uh, you do a great, you know, a great job of, of keeping us all up to date with this. PWSAA Board of Control meeting, uh, you know, it is what it is, reality, right? Uh, this COVID thing is not going away. Uh, it's going to be mm-hmm. one of the – it is one of the hot topics with the Board of Control meeting. Yeah, I think I think there's two hot topics. I think COVID is probably the number one thing, and after that, it's going to be um, budgets. You know, because obviously we'll, we'll find out we should find out how much how, how much money the USBA actually lost in the first year of COVID. Um, uh, going back to COVID, I I think they're going to. You know, I don't know this as 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 things have amped up. I'm read the what I'm reading is that they're going to leave it up to school districts to kind of set their rules. They'll have some recommendations. Um, but the other question is, okay, if this continues, um, you know, the playoffs, just always says, hey, we control the playoffs. You may be hosting it, but there are games. So the question is, will they be ready to step in and do anything during the playoffs when they have full control um, of the games and stuff and they can threaten to move games if they, if they don't think people are following their rules and stuff? So that would be the big thing. But I think they're going to say, hey, we're going to trust the school systems to do um, – uh, what's best for the kids, and but I also think everyone sees that this is you know if they can play at full capacity and everything, I think they need, they're going to try it because we all know how much 
money people lost. So they're gonna, you know, if they feel they can safely do it, they're gonna try to do it at least at the start of the season. Hey, um, try not to make people mad, but hey, when you're in the business that you're in, um, writing articles and, and, and covering the sports, you know, every, sometimes people get a little upset. So they're going to get upset anyway. So let's go ahead and do this. You didn't know I was going to do this. Uh, NBA and Ravenwood's your game of the week. Care to predict a winner? I uh, we, we, we filmed our bootleg, which is our weekly show, Big on Tuesdays. And I don't have my prediction in front of me, but I can tell you, I did pick uh, Ravenwood. I, I got right here. I picked Ravenwood twenty-eight to twenty. Oh, twenty-eight twenty. So what's the deal? Did NBA kick two field goals and miss an extra point? Yeah. What happens? Uh, yep, two field goals. They, you know, Marty always has a good kicker. So I'm, I'm predicting a couple field goals and a, maybe a touchdown late to get it to twenty-eight to twenty. So. I like it. Yep. Coach, the, the coach, uh, the Ravenwood faithful will be happy. The big red faithful will not. <laughs> but, but you know, I will say this, these games, NBA defense is usually pretty dang good. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if the score is half that I wouldn't be surprised the 14, 10, even though we've talked uh, all segment about the two quarterbacks, uh, just the way defenses play early on. I wouldn't be surprised if that, if that's too big of a score. Yeah. I can't wait, man. It's going to be fun. Hey, 60 seconds, brother. Uh, coming on the Tennessean tomorrow at Tennessean. You need to be subscribing. Uh, it, it, it costs less than a, a chicken McNugget per month right now, right? Uh, yep. You're going to be yep. ranking one through one twenty-seven. Is it is it a safe guess of who number one is? Oh, I'll help you all out. Oakland's number one. You need <laughs> to tune in or you need to read tomorrow to find out who two through one twenty-seven is. I love it. I love it. Hey, brother, where can everybody find you? Of course, you can go to all, read all of our stuff on Tennessean.com. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Krager. That's my, just my last name, K-R-E-A-G-E-R. And they can also find you every Saturday morning at 845 on High School Sports Saturday. Kate, it's been great as always. Hey, brother, have a great weekend. I'll talk to you soon. Hi, man. The villain, Tom Krager. Brought to you by Warner's Athletic, never disappoints. Hey, week one is here. We'll be talking scores, results next week. Can't wait. The varsity is up. Stay tuned for the next two hours with Forklift Systems with the coach. Have a great weekend.